Hey, everybody. Welcome to the film room. Hope everyone had a good holiday season and happy new year. And we got, I don't know if I should call him a special guest, but it almost feels like a special occasion for this episode because it's been a while since we had this uh, particular person on the podcast. We got Crazy Uncle Seth back. Why don't you say, why don't you say hi to the people? Crazy Uncle Seth. God almighty. Yo, what's up? What do you, uh, you've been MIA. What have you been up to? Oh, not a whole lot. Holidays. Somebody crashed in my truck. You know, that was that was awesome. <laughs> that sounds really yeah. cool. Yeah, a lot of surgeries, and you know, life has just been a peach, man. It's been a peach. Yeah, I, I imagine so. Um, That's what Jerry would say. <laughs> and Gandhi would be nodding his head in the corner. Uh, that is still hot. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd come around, and I, I just knew it. I knew you love those two. All right. So on today's episode, we're discussing a Spanish-American film called Edge of the Axe. It was released in 1987. It looks like in parts of Spain and California. And then later in 1988, it was released, I guess, more widely throughout the world. Really weird kind of background on this, but I just... I watched this on Amazon Prime, and I feel like every time for, gosh, the last year, when I would log into my Amazon Prime account, I would come across Edge of the Axe as, like, a recommended film. And I'm like, I have never heard Really? Of they have that, like, on their preferences for you. Like, hey, Matt, we see what you watch. This is yeah. something you're going to like. What <laughs> a bunch of dicks. I know. I'm like, I don't know if I can trust that anymore. I mean, I've used it before, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I was alive at the time they released this, I would have been 11 years old. I could have watched it then and been like, yeah, you know, that's cool. I can't believe I can't I can't believe I gave it almost three hours of my life. That is your own fault. This movie is about 80 minutes long and he decided to watch it two times for some reason. Well, once, well, you, I usually everything you show me, I watch twice because I want to watch it the first time to enjoy the movie, to have the scares, to have that right. Your pulse gets racing, your adrenaline gets going, just that part of it. And then the next time, if you were going to talk about it, I want to watch it again so I see more insignificant things I didn't pay attention to when certain things are going on on screen. I'll tell you what, I didn't find a damn thing in this thing I should have watched it twice for. <laughs> That's why I found it so weird for this. I mean, I was looking like... for a booger on the wall somewhere just to go, you know what? I seen a booger on the wall. And that would have been exciting for this. Oh, movie. yeah. Like, interesting fact. There's a booger on the wall. No, I mean, <laughs> this. it's a pretty clear-cut slasher film from the later 80s. It's just... It's about a mass maniac murdering people in a rural mountain town and supposed to be Northern California. But after reading about it, I guess like they shot like at least half of the movie in Madrid, Spain. And I was like, oh my God, that's part of that movie is being in Madrid. 
Well, I mean, honestly, like it, I thought, I mean, it fooled me. It looked like California. I've never been to California, but I know like California is like one of the most beautiful states we have. So Madrid or Spain is one of the most beautiful countries in the world. So, oh, yeah. yes, of course. Definitely, definitely fooled me. I only watched this one time. <laughs> I, I did some research just reading up on it. There's not a lot. Um, honestly, I don't even know, like, I can't even find like box office box office information on this. There's really nobody who's like a notable actor in this. And you know the weird thing about it being kind of a like a Spanish American film is that it's not like overdubbed. It's not like no speaking Spanish. It's like it's it's so weird. Like it almost it's almost off putting. It's it, like they're speaking English, but the the whole culture of everything in this movie just seems off. You know what I mean? I thought the whole fucking movie was off. So excuse my language. I I couldn't. I just couldn't get a grasp enough to be entertained enough to pay attention. That's yeah. why I had to watch the damn thing twice because I was like, I don't know what the fuck happened. I must have missed. I, I went and I had a pot pie. I had an oven. You know. Tonight yeah. I'm having. Stouffer's lasagna. You know what? There's twice the meat. There's my key in. Making money now. <laughs> <laughs> but serious, I could not. I just could not get into it. The characters just didn't... I don't know. Well, let's let's get into this freaking onion and peel back some layers. Alright. When I first sent you this movie and... Like I just said, Crazy Uncle Seth hasn't been on the pod since Terrifier. Uh, it's been a while. It's been since October, man. We're in 2023 now. It's been a long time. What were your thoughts when you saw this recommendation, Edge of the Axe, as the next podcast episode? Initial thought. Honestly, I thought, well, maybe it's a obscure, really good you know, slasher movie I've never seen. And really, I and I seen the cover and stuff, you know, it's got the axe stuff. And I just went into it with an open mind and then I sort of lost my mind throughout the whole of the orgy. <laughs> you know, I knew there's going to be an axe involved. That I knew. I you know, pretty, no, I'm pretty fucking sure there's going to be an axe somewhere in this picture. It would be a little disappointing if you have the word axe in your title and you don't have an axe in the movie. Well, but honestly, said, this is the type well, of movie where the title of the movie is Broken Axle. Are you going to carry around an axle kill people or an axe? You know, the more you know. I just felt like after Terrifier, Crazy Uncle Seth needed a... He kind of needed a... Break? A, yeah, a, a softball. Yeah, he needed to take time away from the podcast. I mean, go listen to the episode. I think it really messed the him up. The thing is, though, I, d- I am going to do Terrifier 2 with you. I'm not ready for it yet. I'm not. Re- I will say that because that one really fucked with me. I will do number two with you, but I need some time to sort of, like I said, thank you for the softball because this one sort of. Okay, now we can get... I haven't really watched a horror film since I watched Terrifier. Yeah. I have not. You know, and I really didn't even look into this movie much um, before I watched... Like, 
I had a feeling it was going to be cheesy. I had a feeling that it was going to be almost like so well, yeah. bad it's well, good. It was, old, it was an old film too, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to to ask you those few questions before we completely uh, dive into this. I mean, there's a lot to cover. Let's just start with the opening scene. It's kind of a cold open. It, it's it's really odd because there there isn't there there's no opening credits right away there's no title card there's no production companies it's literally just blank screen the lot the flash into the car wash car wash car wash and a woman smoking a cigarette with the windows rolled up that's how we roll she was hot boxing <laughs> that's how you kids used to it <laughs> well yeah <laughs> hey back to my day hey yeah. did so that car wash is it just me or that car wash looked fucking aggressive. Like, all the little things that they had in there, it seemed like overkill. I'm like, how the fuck does a car even fit through there? Well, I don't know what it was, if it was that or what it was, but I do also feel when you're going, I did not like going into the car wash either, for some reason. I don't know if it was the way the brushes were, the way they were spinning, but I don't know. I didn't like it either. Well, then we get a glimpse of our our masked killer uh, right away behind some of the machinery. And honestly, the the cover for this, I thought it was more of a hockey mask that he was wearing, but it's more of like a like just a white mold, almost you know, like a hairless Michael Myers. I would say it was a pretty cool mask. It was I would say terrible. it wasn't over the top, but it wasn't like. I mean, it could have been much more aggressive, but it has it had a nice subtle, just sort of what the fuck, you know, thing to it. It's gonna yeah. scare you if you see somebody here. Like you, you're not just gonna be like, "Hey, dude, what are you what are you doing in here?" No, I'm jumping. No, they just kind of let him be. But then he he just walks up and viciously beats her. With the, the edge of that did. axe. Well, she might have been a Karen. <laughs> she looked. She looked like that she was bad. Out off on him. That's that was bad. I agree. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you can say that. You can say that. But <laughs> That's yeah, politically no. correct. He pounds the shit out of her with the axe. Oh yeah, and then there's blood and soap and everything on where she slumps down. Yeah, yeah. and that's when it's sort of like it just starts. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. But then, like, like right after that, we get pushed into the opening credits. And I actually liked the opening credits. It was, like, I'm sure you remember, but, like, the old school <laughs> computer text. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember ever typing anything in computer. And it went, what are you doing? Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> I need to go over. Sorry, I got to text my computer. That takes up the size of more than my TV now is beeping at me. Give me a break. War Games did it better. Well, I just thought it was unique. I, I kind of expected less, and they they exceeded my expectations with their opening credits. With with that, I liked it. And then this is like we're following a a dude on a bike, a cool man driving through town, biker. We come to find out that that's our main character, Gerald. He is staying with some old 
man in like a cabin somewhere and and getting computers delivered. Yeah, he's like he's like obsessed with computers. Well, basically. I'll tell you what, I'll get you something too, old man. <laughs> well, what the did, fuck is did, this relationship? Well, it was weird because like the old man was like, "What? All your computer stuff's been getting sent here like crazy." Yeah. Seating up my, my electricity bill, it's through the roof. He's like, you might as well have a microchip in your head. Holy shit, he's almost not far off to where we're at nowadays. There are a ton of people in this movie that just like hated that they liked computers, like the main characters in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, I don't know why you're on that thing so much. Drops your brain. That fucking magic. I know what magic is. We sacrificed a virgin or two in a day. We had a good crop. (laughs) No, it's (laughs) not magic. You have no idea. I've been trying to explain to your grandmother what Wi-Fi is. No, this has been going on for five days. You just found out six days ago. No, she calls me today and I'm like, hey, what's up? And she goes, I need to get internet so I can use my computer. And I'm like, oh my God. Wi-Fi is the internet. You can hook up with a... Well, that's why my my iPad works. I'm like, yeah, that's why your iPad works. What the fuck? Are you just fucking with me? What the hell is going on? Of course you know your computer will hook up to the fucking internet. Sorry. I digress. You better cut that out or your grandmother will castrate you. You you really... uh, I vented. Yeah, you had a rough... Of explaining what Wi-Fi is. Yeah, you're the last guy who needs to explain what Wi-Fi is. Dude, I don't know shit about it. Yeah, you live in a a town that just, like, a few years ago got rid of the horse and the buggy. Well, we just got our first toilet. Toilet? Yeah. We just got our first big old toilet. It's called my house. Everyone's just shitting on you. <laughs> no. Let's get back to this. Let's get back thing. to the fucking movie, dude. Gerald gives the old man, a, gives him a t-shirt as like a gift. And then right. like walks away and brings all of his stuff inside. This isn't when, um, I think Richard shows up the next day, but I think this is actually when we... The thing is, I wasn't going to say a thing because I was like, motherfucker, it's hard for me to pay attention to. Dude, this, it, no, it really was. This movie was like, I think that the problem with this movie is that they were, that it was so poor with their transition scenes that like, it it's hard. Well, you to... can tell they didn't have a big movie budget, but they did some things pretty cool. But just the story and the way they jumped from, you know, this this scene with these people to cut to this to this and it's like what the hell is going on yeah and I, I, now I remember is that we cut to the night that the lady gets that pig head in her bed well that's the thing I'm talking about what the fuck did this have to do with the movie it was like a warning you know what, this, and then it must have been her husband was at the cop shop and he was bitching right and he goes, What? Was it your favorite pig boy? Well, and the <laughs> cop was just so just just it's like 
damn. I the was share the as a farmer in the area, you with the cop treating him like he was just a piece of white trash. It was like, wow, dude, uh, that that scene was just annoying because okay, first off, and the thing is, it meant nothing to the story. No, the the sh- game of it. The nothing. sheriff is probably the most unlikable character in this movie and he's supposed to be like the hero and oh, the, no. the man who was like him and the priest were creepy as fuck yeah and the priest just disappears at the end so uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm waiting for the edge of the axe and a half he has a battle axe so there's two edges to it he's up in his game motherfucker I want to talk about... Sorry about swearing. I want to talk about the sheriff speaking with the, the farmer who was also, like... He was also wearing, like, a suit. Like, he just... He didn't really look like a farmer to begin with. But, anyways, his voice was, like... They basically used, like, ADR. And he was so bad. It was, like, dubbed, too, where he's like, Sheriff, this... Is not right. You better start taking care of this. My <laughs> wife is scared to death. There was a pig head in our bed. He sounded like fucking. Now just second. Handsome. Now just second. That was dubbed. I just thought it was horrible fucking acting. No, it was. That's dubbed. honestly what I thought it was. Was it dubbed from something, dude? If you if you go back and watch, like <laughs> the words don't match up with his mouth. Now you know what you just forced me to do. Is no. to waste another hour and a half of my life and watch this damn thing no. again. Just to see Don't do scene. it. Don't do it. Don't go back. <laughs> Don't do it, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't go back and watch it. But no, I'm, he, and... I'm looking at Freddie and I'm like, and he's like, Don't do it. I won't. But I just like how the sheriff is like, he goes, What? Were you a little? Were you a little sweet on that pig? And the and the. Yeah, guy... I know. <laughs> What? Like, insinuating that he's like having sex with that pig, and then one guy's like, even though he's my wife's man, so yeah, he's, he's like married. My taxpaying dollars pays for your salary, sheriff. You need to put an end to this. Like, well, you put a lot into this too. Well, that's like one of my my. It's like one of my favorite scenes because it's just it. It just was so maddening to me. You only watched it once. You remember. Everything I watched it twice, and I think my mind just sort of did a reset, and I don't remember a damn thing about it other than what I wrote down. Yeah, it's that bad. I, it, I mean, I watched it. I talked to you not an hour after I got done watching it, and yeah. my God, my brain just wants to watch like nine hours of the Matrix or something. I don't know. Well, that the, the movie is just—it's very forgettable. It's—I it's, it's sl- mean, it's eighty minutes long, but it is very slow paced, and it's just. The, a lot of the dots don't connect at the end of it. You're fucking confused. Like, I I mean, to be quite honest with you, I, I, there are certain scenes that I did enjoy. Like, that's why, like, this one, that's why I'm spending more time on it. Like, where it, like, it wasn't good. It was just so bad that, like, it was, it made me laugh. It was like, you better watch yourself, Sheriff, because if you don't start doing your job, I'm going to stop paying for your salary. Hey, like, man. Well, you know, yeah, you know what? When you have, when you have an argument with somebody, you don't just like take anything that bad happens. Like, yeah, and you lost an arm, motherfucker. And they'd be like, <laughs> "You're an asshole," because you can't take that back. <laughs> I don't know what. I mean, James Cruz, yeah, I've had some blows to the head. I appreciate it. Yeah. 
You're welcome, America. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what Seth, the fuck? Seth, it's, it's, it's fine. I think our <laughs> listeners are well aware of your, your exist, pre-existing brain know. injuries. You know what? They weren't, they weren't brain injuries. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Let's not get into this. Okay. Next thing, my sisters will be arguing about who was supposed to be watching me. Yeah. <laughs> that, that ain't no shit. Yeah, it's fine. They argue. Well, you were supposed to be watching him. Well, you were babysitting him. You know what? Yeah, it's, just, it's, I got my brains bashed out. Yeah, you got your brains bashed in by you know, a swing set. But the thing is, it opens up a different part of your brain. At the very least, it didn't open up the serial killer part. I don't I'm more know if that's true. The, I'm more of the social butterfly nowadays sort of part. I I abhor violence. I mean, I I just hate it. Ugh. You love to get your your uh, brain bashed in even more. No, I don't get punched, dude. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Cause you Donkey Kong. Oh, I'm some sort of Kong. You're like that toy, the dog brand Kong. The what? The the dog brand, dog toys, Kong, Kong toys. You put peanut uh, butter inside them. All right, now you ripped off a band aid. I haven't had a dog since I was a kid. Now everybody's got one, but not me. Yeah, they won't let you have one ever since the peanut butter in- incident. You know that's not even fucking funny. That's well, that's disgusting. what I that's what I heard. Yeah, that's what you heard. You're oh, that is disgusting. Grandma told you me. know what? I could sue you for slander. I have no money, so go right ahead, ma'am. Right, let's get back. In, let's that. let's get back into this shit. All right. All right. Where are we at so, now? We're just we're at the point where that man was like, "I'm gonna stop paying your salary." <laughs> <laughs> Which we basically get nothing. Actually, it does set up the sheriff as like this, just this guy who's just like, who just puts everything off and is just like, no, that didn't actually happen, or that was a suicide. No, nobody's running around murdering people. He's just like, that's the first suicide that's ever happened in this town or whatever he said since oh I've been gosh. sheriff. Oh, yeah. The dialogue is, it's like they wrote down stuff that, like, nobody would ever Man, say. I could write such a better script. I honestly think you could. Dumb. You know what? I'm going to redub this and I'm going to send it to you. And you're going to be like, some dick we're making a movie. I don't know if I trust you with the dialogue part of a movie, but. I just don't know how to stop a real axe from swinging without hurting somebody. I don't know how that works. Well, we'll have to pay somebody to figure that out. Well. I'll tell you what, that's one thing in this that sort of looked pretty sort of, I mean, it didn't. That was fucking badass. It did look pretty real. I mean, there were direct hits with the camera in still frame, the whole, you know, one shot. And I mean, that's one thing that I thought they did a really good job on. Yeah, practical effects were pretty good. Like just actually like hacking people and you could like see it. It was kind of brutal. <laughs> I guarantee the fucking actors are probably like, son of a bitch, that hurt. Because it looked yeah. like it hurt. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, it definitely didn't look good. Back like then, it sounded like they had all the 
special effects we have though. They're actually getting cracked with something. And this thing yeah, looks they like work. an axe. Oh, it's pretty damn sharp. It's just gonna chop into you like four or five times. So next scene is when we're finally introduced to Gerald's I'm assuming his best friend, Richard, the exterminator. <laughs> what, what, what were your thoughts on Richard? Yes, yes, a douchebag. That's really I say about that dude. I, I mean, so the, immediately I was like, if there's anybody I just think should straight get a dick punch in their life right now, it's that dude. <laughs> yeah, he was he was kind of something else. It, it's weird because I don't know how old these guys are. I think they're, I don't know, they're. Probably mid to late twenties or something. I have no idea. I mean, they're old enough to because I don't know. I think half the chicks look like they're sixteen or some fucking shit. Yeah, I think they were supposed to be like nineteen because it was supposed to be like their first summer back from college or something. Well, then how were them the cool dudes? If them were the cool dudes around, I feel sorry for. And one of them was Richard was fucking married. Yeah, to an older woman. Yeah, uh, if I can figure out a way to exterminate her, it's, it's like, wait a minute, motive. I know they're like trying to set him up as like the possible, like killer. I was like, I don't know. I mean, That's like in a little my too notes right now, I have written down douchebag exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point. So yeah, that's him. Well, and they're they're on their way to investigate like a smell coming from one of the local bars in town and i just a bamboo store did you see that thing it was like it's made of bamboo like yeah you i'm pretty sure you've got a rodent problem as well my friends so seth we gotta talk about the conversation that they had in, in the pickup on their way there they're talking about the bartender Maria, yes, yes. and they li- th- th- like this is actual dialogue. They say, "I hope Maria is there." Oh, she's a she's a good look. I love looking at her. Yada 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 yada. They're just like yucking it up, and then and then Richard goes, "We should sing a song about Maria." Do you remember that part? <laughs> I don't know. I, that may have been scrubbed from my mind. Oh, I, I honestly, what? I've watched this song a bit. I. I have tried to forget every bit of this movie. I mean, I waterboarded myself just to get this damn movie out of my mind. They sing like, Maria. Oh, yeah. Now you're opening shit up. You you tore the band-aid off again, damn it, Matt. Like, imagine if your friend was like, hey, we're going to see this person. We should sing about them. And they just like, Sing like two lines. <laughs> they say, and she's got. They say like, she got big titties. <laughs> yeah, they sing Maria. Oh. She's got the big titties. And then as as me as a person watching, I'm like, well, fuck. At least there's something to look forward into. Because at that point, I was so uninterested in this movie. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, there was such a space between kills. There was, yeah. And there was so much, I don't know, it wasn't even entertaining in what you had to fill it in. You know, if it's if it's Freddy Krueger, you know, you're sitting there scared because you don't want to, so you got this tension and all the stuff you're doing during the day. 
But yet, when you fall asleep, you are bad. I mean, there's always some. And this was this sort of like, hey, let's just go have a good time. I'll tell you what, if that was a killer and it was me, I'd be like, hey, let's just go have a good time. He walked up, I'd be like, do it, chest, motherfucker, pump, pump. (laughs) (laughs) So they pull up to the bar and. I just chuckle to myself because Richard's like, he looks at Gerald and he's like, I hope you brought your uh, special nose with you or your your special sense of smell or something. <laughs> like, you know, have they gone on these before? And like, Gerald's like, very it's good like, at, I like, tell if it's things. a possum. Yeah, he's or like, a raccoon. Oh, yeah, that's probably a. Uh, that's gotta be. It doesn't the guy say that's gotta be like a rack. Oh, yeah. God, dude. Well, if you do this kind of work, hell, I've smelt a dead body at least three times a month. Okay. <laughs> now okay. you're like, who's the serious? No, that's, in my no that's enough. All right. I've, I've heard no, of in my apartment in Minnesota, we had two guys that, you know, through, we were there for nine years. You know, people died. I can't take this anymore. God dang, you know what? I'm in the mood for Chinese. What the fuck are they cooking down here? All right, that's it. Something, something funked up in this fuck. What? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that let's get back into this story. fucking movie. I'm really starting to sound bad now. You're starting to sound worse than the yeah the killer in this movie, dude. Oh, good god. Uh, am I Donnie? I'm so no. I, I'm pretty sure it's you who's the killer in the family now. So. Prove it. You just did. So, Maria is the smell, and she's dead in the attic. She's been murdered. But somehow the sheriff still, I don't know how he got that job. I don't know what he did before that, but he's like, Suicide. Suicide. And I'm not, I'm not budging on that. No, No foul play here, boys. What? She was strung up on a fucking attic ladder. I was gonna say, all you really see is her fall down the ladder with rope, or you know, and stuff. When it's like, oh yeah, she hung herself, laid herself on. What? How is this? That's why I sort of thought of him right away. Oh, the sheriff. He's like, no, no. At least he knew the person or something like that. I don't know, but and then. What about the fucking coroner guy who's like, "Oh, I'll take care of it, sheriff. You know, I'll, I'll I'll talk to you in the morning." It's like, what the fuck? He is he, but he was there for every single one of them too. And every time he was, I'll tell you what, I'll get I'll get take care of it right now, sheriff. And you know, I'll, I'll you know the result. It's like, yeah, I understand. You would be like. No, people come pick up the bodies, bring them to me. We do an autopsy. Speaking of, could you ever do that? I could. No way in hell. Like a coroner? Do an autopsy to somebody? Oh, No fucking way. You could? No, no, I could never do that. That would. No, I couldn't either. That would just. uh, I feel like that would ruin a lot of things in life. Like. Yeah. Just sort of desensitize yourself. Yeah, I think. Um, I I worked in 
in sandblasting and working on tombstones, I've worked for many, many uh, funeral directors. You know, they deal directly with the body, and it's like, I even once helped lift one into a coffin. Yeah, it's gross, dude. No, they. When I die, just leave me out for the Caillou. The the guy in this movie, I mean, he looked like he didn't even look like he like he wasn't dressed like a coroner. He was like seventy five, eighty years old. Like he just not trying to be ageist or anything. Well, you have to think this was nineteen eighty what eighty five, eighty seven. Yeah. Now Gerald and Richard decide to go to a different bar in town that's like off of the lake off of a lake and that's where gerald gerald's friend richard has a heart on for one of the girls that's there i think her name's like samantha or something but yeah she was the redhead that had the big jugs right yeah and then and they were singing about i'm not saying that but no that was the other woman that was the one who's dead. This is a new woman. This guy is just like literally like like hates his wife. Yeah, they were in the they were in the vehicle, and that's when he's like, he's got a plastic leg. Yeah, yeah. He basically tells him to scram, and as he's walking by, he's like, he's like, by the way, he's got a plastic leg, which like is <laughs> so fucked up, man. <laughs> it was so random. <laughs> I'm just but like, yet he's out with shorts on and talking to her, and she's like, "Hey, yeah, oh yeah." That's that's when I gotta look at somebody and go, "I guess if you're so stupid, you fall for something like that." God, I hope we can't procreate. Well, and then you know he just like he looks. Richard looks at Gerald from like the distance, and you know he's got like a grin on his face, like, "Oh, you dog, you did it again." It's like. <laughs> I is that like a thing you guys do? Is just like oh, by the way, he's got a plastic arm and hey, by the way, I was leg. in the war. I uh, I got a prosthetic penis. You want to see it? <laughs> I mean, how stupid can it get? And the yeah, thing, and then listen, the thing though, if chicks at that time actually fell for that shit, I'd be like, why can't I be back in nineteen eighty seven? <laughs> well, Seth, I'll, let me break this to you. This movie is not an accurate representation of how two humans would interact. Well, I hope the fuck New, not. Newsflash for you there. If that was your child, you'd be slapping them across the fucking room like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Heard you have a, heard you have a prosthetic leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how about you feel my prosthetic hand? You are grounded. <laughs> also, did you notice that old ass wife was on the boat with like the owner of the bar? Yes. He was teaching her how to fish, whatever that means. Well, they went fishing. No, they But you fishing. gotta you know you know, we gotta go alone so they don't know the fishing spots. <clears throat> Ugh, yeah, uh, that worked that wor- again, that worked. That worked? Motherfucker, if I was 1987, I'd be Don Juan Delo Douche. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> and then also okay, so let's get let's get to this the point where 
Gerald meets uh, Lillian, uh, the daughter of the bar owner, who's like the 19, 20 year old, and she's back from college. And, you know, he's playing on a fucking video game thing, and she, he finds out that she also likes to play video games. And he's like, what? A girl who likes to play video games? That's uh, that's not a real thing. That can't That can't be right. They somehow, like, bond over being computer nerds after that. So, now we transition to the night where we're introduced to Rita, who's, like, a local prostitute. Yeah, it sort of seemed that way. That just seemed... Like, I know that all these women are connected somehow, and that's why they're getting picked off but like there's no context and it's just like she gets a phone call at the bar and she's like oh right now okay i'll meet you over by the railroad tracks like damn that's uh Dude. I... <laughs> I was thinking the same thing she's like what what baby you want to meet down where there's People, homeless people living, and I have to walk through mud with my high heels to meet you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, what? anything for a hundred bucks. What's that? She'll do anything for a hundred bucks. Well, okay. So then we kind of like follow her as she's like walking through, and there is a homeless person just sitting there with his, you know, bottle of booze soaking away and. Um, he's no threat, but she's walking through, and then all of a sudden, she kind of feels like there's someone following her, and there is someone following her. It's the killer. Well, of course, because you just met somebody in the worst place possible. I yeah. guarantee that town doesn't just—that's not the way it all looks. So, what she have to do with things? I mean, it just confuses me. I don't know. It confuses me why she'd even—it blows my mind. Why the fuck would you go down there? Yeah, and then there's like a chase scene, and then the weird thing is, is that she's, you know what? The other thing I thought when I seen that, I was like, she's gonna be okay, because that's 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 Bruce Willis from you know Invincible. He's got the you know he's got the whole the poncho <laughs> poncho on and stuff. I'm like, bitch, don't run. He got you. Oh, but it was raining. And that is his weakness. Holy shit, there might be more layers to this movie than we think. This That yeah, might have been Bruce Willis as Invincible embracing his, embracing his dark side. Yeah, this is before he turned good. Or maybe after. Maybe, yeah. Well, that's right. He got drowned. Never mind. Yeah, my boy's dead. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, my boy. Did you notice that, like, when the killer, still unmasked, shows up in the doorway and she goes, oh, it's just you. And then it's clearly a man in, like, they're not shy about, (laughs) it almost looks like Gerald. And then they put the mask on and then he kills her. He goes up and kills her. The reason why I'm, I'm saying it that way is because in the end, they try to they try to make you think that it wasn't a man who was doing this. 
but then but yet they sh- they clearly show for a solid three seconds on screen that it was a man in the suit. I will last. tell you right now, just the fact that you were telling me this means I have to watch this thing a third fucking time because I didn't see any of this shit. Now I'm like, are you serious? I didn't pay attention because it was that bad at all. Am I not giving it enough credit? It's, uh, dude, I'm telling you, you do not need to put your brain, your brain has been through enough your, in, well, your entire <laughs> life. You don't well, need to. We already discussed that. I know. And you don't, you don't, <laughs> you just to, laugh. You don't need to put it through any more trauma. Oh, there's more trauma because this is not over yet. <laughs> All right. So. He straight up fucking slices and dices her with the with the axe, right? Yes. Yes. And then that next morning, the the guy who's very good at his job, the sheriff, shows up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And <laughs> sorry, I just smoked my cigarette and I cough. <laughs> He's like <laughs> Yeah, the shit the good old Good old sheriff, he knows what he's doing. Sheriff's like, oh, she just got sucked in by the railroad track. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to see here. We don't need that police tape. There's stuff to see here. This is not big. And then, like, was that the train conductor? (laughs) That was like... Dude, I'm telling you, there are parts of this movie apparently I've shut out of my brain because it was that bad. Yeah, I don't, I do not remember this. I mean, I got notes on everything. I'm trying to catch up and figure out where I'm at. <laughs> I mean, fuck. I mean, I, I don't know. This, 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 this script for this movie must have been just one big ass wipe on a piece of paper. And somebody went, ah, man. (laughs) That's so horrible to say because I don't want to say anything bad about anybody's work or their, you Um, know, anything like that. But they made it. Man, this is bad. Uh, You quite possibly have maybe have made the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I'm not joking. This is like right there. I can't can't think of anything. That honestly, if it comes close, I can't. I'm like, Castaway, well, you know, it was boring, but you know, it had a meaning at the end. You know, like, I can't think of anything. It, well, let's yeah. talk more about this movie. <laughs> let's talk more about how the sheriff is getting like murder and train accident advice from the train conductor himself. Like, well, my train conductor, like he—he he wasn't even the conductor of the train. He, I don't know, is he like the head of like the railroad committee? I don't know what he is, but he's like my train conductor did said he didn't see anything. He didn't hit anything, and it's like, well, it was dark out. He might have sucked her underneath the tracks and mangled her up, and it's like, see, I don't remember this. Well, then I'm I'm pretty sure the deputy was like, well, are we are we ruling out murder? And he's like, don't you use that word. This was this was an accident. It's like why are you why are you like so 
like you have tunnel vision you're just like no there's no possible way this could... it's almost like he just wants to avoid doing his job he's like no mark well, has he another wants to avoid a public panic because you know southerners will get their guns out when it comes to that first the pig's head then a suicide <laughs> now <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell's going on around here sheriff? it's man bear pig pretty it's sure man. well <laughs> there was no suspect it was all it was all like all accidents all self-inflicted the sheriff is just like i don't want any rumors spreading around this town. you know how much paperwork this would be for me yeah, put it on my desk. I'll get it done by Monday morning. Fucking, yeah, he didn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> do you know if we we get in a squad car, we can get Pokemon around town? All right, Sheriff. All right, uh, why don't you go to... Why don't you but back then, back. they didn't have a Pokemon. You know, if I could go back to 1987, I'd invent Pokemon. And Apple computers, and IBM, and I would be God. So Seth, um, and now what are we talking about? The movie, okay. The, the the sheriff eventually makes his way to the church, and there's like some dude like sanding down a pew, and <laughs> <laughs> this is like it's so weird because there was no trans there's no transition scene for him to like have this like epiphany like oh i think people are getting murdered around town it isn't all just suicides and accidents and he like walks up to this guy and he goes hey did you hear that uh rita miller uh was brutally murdered last night it's like yeah, it was so nice to walk. yeah like, a, a scene ago you were hey, like no nah, she's sucked by the trap do i see they're working on your these doing the lord's work yeah, well, he asked him because he's like, I heard uh, you've uh, used her services, paid for her services before. And he's like, I'm not proud of it, but yes, I've spent a night with Rita Miller. And he's like, I just want to let I remember that. He's like, I just want to let you know that I got you under my watch. Yeah. He's like, even God can't save you from me. I'm like, when the fuck did this guy what become Charles fuck? Bronson? You have every fucking line of the movie written down in front of you. I feel very <laughs> inadequate right now. <laughs> well, I'm not. Like, <laughs> I'm definitely over exaggerating. I mean, you are like, hey, Sonny Jim, what the fuck you think you're doing? You know, there's a murdered person around these parts. Yeah, up in the hills, somewhere around there. Well, yeah, figure you're... out, nothing to worry about. Sure, it was a bobcat. You I mean, fuck, you're just doing the voices. You're so into it. You remember that prostitute? Inadequate. Very inadequate. You remember that prostitute you used to pork? Well, guess what? <laughs> you're suspect number one. She's dead. We got a killer railroad track around here. So, yeah, there was just the... And honestly, that scene kind of took a long time where he's just like... He was like sad. He's like, I'm really sorry to hear that. She was a lovely lady. And he goes, oh... Do you know by personal experience? And he goes, what are you insinuating? And that's when he said, well, I heard you you paid for her services. She had a reputation. And he's like, I'm not proud of it. And that's where he says, like, 
Six. What the fuck? What? Dude, I swear to God, you got the script on your damn phone reading it to me as we're doing this. Yeah, like, I'm just... Okay, no. yes, honey, Jim. I want some french fried taters. Mm-hmm. No. No. We haven't even, like, talked about, like, the main characters, Gerald and, and Lillian, but... Well, you mean biker, dude? That's as far from a biker as you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, he was a biker. Oh my! Oh my God! Can we, can we talk about the? Do you remember like the Coca Cola scenes? Oh, where they pose next to a machine or something? No, I don't. I didn't well, pay that, dude. I could not pay attention to this fucking movie. What were you doing while you were watching this movie? Were you sleeping? I'll tell you what, a lot of masturbation. (laughs) No, I honestly, I just, I sat there and I tried to watch it. And pretty soon, like in my head, there was a monkey with symbols in its head. And it just went chink, 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 chink. And I'd be like, what? What's going on now? I watched this thing twice and I still haven't seen it once. Yeah, that's the thing that concerns me is that you've, you've watched this movie twice, yet... I don't think you remember you've like you remember anything from it. Dude, I watched it not an hour before we started talking. What is going on with you? There are there are points in the movie that I thought were big but I don't know, they're all just insignificant little fucking shits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't know. I must have messed my notes up because I'm like, it's a different language. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Yabanesian. That's probably not a word, but it sounded good. Well, the Coca-Cola scenes were like throughout, but this was like when it first happened when Lillian comes over to Gerald's place and he's like, yeah, you want to come see my computer? And she's like, sure. And then he's like, you want a Coke? And then she goes, is it an ice cold Coke? And he goes, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no, it's warm Coke. And she goes, oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's even better than a Pepsi. Do, 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 do. Yeah, they both look at the camera. Well, I guess if you go look in my fridge right now, I have Coke. Well, it was just funny because it was just, just like... rocked it up yesterday. You, after, after seeing stuff like that, after seeing stuff like that, you know, you know exactly who funded this film. No, I don't. Was it my own fucking mind? Because that's the only way I could figure it out. It could be that lame. No, I'm saying like Coke, Coca Cola, they funded this. Oh movie. yeah, well, just like Wayne's World. Remember when they were like Pepsi and. I think it was Pizza Hut and all these different things, sponsors they did for mm-hmm. their during their movie. That's how they paid for it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, good for them. Well, during this scene, they're sharing an ice, lukewarm Coke. Coke. <laughs> Butchered that one. Uh, and... Gerald's like, she's like fascinated with this computer. And he's like, hey, I got my old one back here. 
why don't you have it? Yeah, like, no. I remember. And this is the weird thing. That guy, I mean, I didn't like him. I don't know, just something about him I don't like. I don't know what it is, but I just didn't like him. And then I'm just like, but he's like the nicest guy in the, in the world. He gave her a computer. When she had problems, he gave her clothes, let her get it, didn't make any passes on her or anything. And I was just like, fuck. Maybe he ain't that bad of a guy, but he comes off as, you just, uh, you don't like him. He, well, he just comes off as kind of mysterious. Like, you don't really, like, he's the protagonist. No, mysterious isn't the right word. It's more of just a fucking, well, back when I was young, the way I was raised, that's the kind of kid you slap around a little bit. <laughs> what? What? Hey, we all got it. That's the way you learn. Quit being a dumbass. Smack, smack, smack. Shut the fuck up. Smack, smack, smack. Get well, me my cigarettes. Smack, smack, smack. I don't think you ever did any of that. No, I didn't. <laughs> but it never happened to me either. So uh, he gives her the computer, and they're able to communicate back and forth, and using certain like commands on the computer. And you know, them were the kind of computers that we had in our classrooms when I was a kid around that time. So it was weird to see that because that is actually absolutely what we had. And did the voice command sound exactly? No, like... there was no computer fucking said a word. No computer was like <laughs> sad, sad, hello, hey, teacher. No, I mean, give me a fucking break. <laughs> There was no fucking voice recognition or anything like that. No computer was like, have a good night. Thank you, 0.1. Good night, master. No. I had a robot, and it was the biggest fucking deal for a long time when we were kids. And you know what it was? It was a little bottom part that drove about three feet away from you. It had forward and reverse to the left. Forward and reverse to the left. And the robot on top of it was something you blew up and its feet stuck into the thing that moved around. That was a robot back then. Nothing talked to you. <laughs> That's so far beyond anything we fucking had. Dudes, it was so long ago, our ovens were Dutch. You really are something else, aren't you? That was so long ago, you still use a Sears robot catalog to wipe your ass in the outhouse. People still do that today. I know people that have outhouses, and I'm not about saying that I have not used one in the last year. So, Lillian doesn't (laughs) know. What's this now? Lillian digs a little bit on Gerald's computer and finds a list of uh, women who have been killed so far. And she ends up confronting him about it, but he kind of comes off like he's dismissing it. And he almost comes off as like, oh, this guy's definitely the killer. But they, they try to like mislead you. And then later that night, we go back to the farm where the pig's head was in that woman's bed and yes. she, gets, she gets attacked by the killer. And this scene is like jarring. 
That's where she ran into the pig area, hid, ran away, got schmucked in the leg. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It was, uh... That motherfucker, Nancy Kerrigan, her before Nancy Kerrigan was cool. That, mother- <laughs> that motherfucker, like... That was bad. Actually axed down an entire door. That was like that was that was actually a pretty interesting part of the movie because he was like chasing her around the house. We actually got like a chase scene. He actually got to see him a little bit and sort of his like again. They did that thing where it was like the doorway and it was just you know to her it was terrifying, but to me I was like invincible. Oh, you're saved. You're saved, bitch. It's Roots Willis. He's got the poncho on yo. Oh shit, that motherfucker's got axe in his hand. Run, bitch, run! He got her. He got her. Yeah. So That's then... the one where he killed her in the pig pen, right? Yeah, because she ran in there and then. Well, he hit her in the leg. He meant Kerrigan, Tanya Harding. Okay. He Tanya Harding, that bitch. Hit her with the fucking axe in the back of the leg. She fell down. Hit her in the back, which actually looked. Quite realistic. A lot of the kills pulled it out, and then it almost looked like he swacked her in the head with the back of the axe, not the actual axe. And I was like, "Okay, that makes me wonder if he's going to be." There's some thing where some of them will be all alive, and uh, you know, some sinister thing at the end. But no, that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. Then the pigs ate her. Yeah, honestly, probably they probably did. So, yeah, then we, like, transition to the next day, and this is where we find Richard and girl that he's been seeing, like, Samantha or something. On the boat? Yeah. Or maybe, yeah. Starts with an S, but they're they're on the boat. And that was, like, the most... he was a douchebag. And you know he's married. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? But it was, like, the most unnecessary scene like, when I was watching, I was like, oh, like, is this, like, a red herring? Like, is this going to, like, come back? Like, what's going on here? And then No, I'm pretty there's... sure that was a mallard in the background. Oh, you mean, oh, I'm sorry. I was paying attention to everything other than them because it was stupid. <laughs> uh, because she's like, yeah, did you hear that, that, you know, the woman from the the barn got murdered last night and then... He's like, yeah, and then he says, like, you know, it really scares me that whenever you're not with me that something like that could happen to you. And then she's like, well, then I should just be with you more often. And I'm like, oh, this is, like, setting up, like, she's going to be next or something. And then literally nothing comes out He was smiling through this whole talk. I mean, a weird fucking, like, I thought, and that's what I thought, too, because he's, like, serial killer. Fucking shit, and now you're on his boat. You know, serial killer. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, and then, do you remember the, like, like this is what I mean when they didn't have, like, transition scenes. It's like, we went from uh, the murder at the barn to a fucking boat scene that was just, like, pointless. Yeah, it was hard to keep up. Then, then it transitioned to, um... When Gerald and uh, Lillian are like they're at like the local diner and they're they're drinking cokes, and this is another fucking thing <laughs> where uh, Lillian's like, 
let's let's go. And this is where the priest comes in and say, oh, hi, Lillian. Will I see you at choir practice tonight? And she's like, yep, I'll be there. Yep, and, then, yep. and then she's like, or Gerald's like, all right, let's go. And then Lillian's like, don't you want to finish our ice cold Cokes? <laughs> and they like pause for a second. And then he's like, oh, and everybody has a Colgate smile. I'm just like, oh my God, like what is going on right now? And then yeah, they end up leaving, and then the priest is just, like, staring at her. And they it's almost like they try to set up the priest as, like, could it be could it be him going around and killing? Because, like... Well, it's like, it's if it would have been, like, a five-part thing, it would have been, could have been, could have been the priest. Could have been the sheriff. Could have been fucking Colonel Mustard in the library with the fucking candlestick. <laughs> you know, it's so out of this world. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and 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 this is where it kind of goes bonkers. Where like now some some just like random some random person from the church choir gets murdered in her home later that day. Well, first she finds her dead dog, which was well, that's the thing. Terrible to see. It just see her a blip, blip, and she's checking out her faucets and all that and I'm like what now and then the, the second time I watched it though I remembered it I was like oh the dog is dead <laughs> yeah but then oh dude this is like I think this is the most brutal kill in the in the movie like she she tries to grab the shotgun or something from like the pantry and that's where he's hiding and he chops Chops your fingers fingers off off, dude yes that is one thing that i thought was like god that to me like that's one thing they did that just sort of made me go god almighty because it left a finger behind and then in every shot after that she was holding it against her against her body like she's trying and then she got some pretty good looking at, I mean, as far as like, you know, their budget, I would think, but some pretty good looking, like whacking her with an axe. Sort of disturbing. Yeah. And I like, and then he kills her, obviously. But then the next morning, we get that the fucking sheriff shows up again and he goes to the church and he's like, Can I talk to you? Uh, father comes over or whatever sits down he's like what's on your mind and he goes yeah so uh you know that anna anna bigsby i think her name is uh from your church he goes why yes and he goes well she's never coming back again (laughs) he's like yes he's like like the coldest thing ever it's like stone cold hey yo let's let you know Honestly, yeah, I kind of, I, yeah. I, I kind of butchered that because he he came in and he said, "Yeah, you know, Anna Anna Bigsby. Um, did you happen to see her go home yesterday?" And he's like, "I was still here. Uh, I guess I I watched her leave at around three. And he's like, "She was supposed to be here about thirty minutes ago, but sometimes she runs late." And he goes, "Yeah, she's not showing up tonight, and she's probably never gonna show up again." <laughs> like, what kind of guy like delivers? I don't news know that, like, that. 
Maybe I blocked that. That was this fucking thing. Yeah, he goes, and she's never going to be showing up again because she's dead. <laughs> Somebody murdered her last night. Oh, was that the sheriff? Yeah, the sheriff. Yeah, he was uncouth. He was just like... Stone Cold Killer. Well, it's almost like they tried to write his lines as to like come off like, oh, he's this cool sheriff. And it's like... No, yeah, he I just got sounds a cowboy like a hat, motherfucker. Fucking... You see my six shooter? Son, you better not test me. I'll piss whip shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, he was a loose cannon. I am. I, I'm a loose cannon. I said he I'm was a loose pistol cannon. Pistol wielding, cowboy hat wearing, fucking wrangler buying, motherfucking lasso throwing. Say you're And you voted for me, so you can't complain about it. Next, we transition to uh, the scene where Lillian reveals to Gerald that uh, she pushed her cousin Charlie too hard on the swing and caused him to have a head injury. <laughs> Dude, when I see this, I did not. I, I shit you not. I watched the thing. You can look it up. It's like uh, uh, morbid morbid thoughts or something like that but it's a lot of it's a lot of all sorts of different stuff but anyway one of them is like it's like morbid facts number whatever and he's like one day in like november a woman pushed her son out of the swing for more than 48 hours he was found frozen in the swing as she was pushing him it was found that she was schizophrenic it's like when I heard the thing about her hitting Charlie or cracking up, and I was like, fuck, that shit could be serious. And I have swing fucking in. I've been hit with a swing. We've gone through this, Matt. Did you try and crack open my show? What? Talking about me getting hit in the brain with the swing? <laughs> you trying to bring shit up? <laughs> I did not know that was the result of your traumatic brain injury. Well, that was wonderful. Um, but, <laughs> dude, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't help laughing at that scene because <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, he he begged me to stop pushing him on the swing, but I didn't know how to stop. I just kept pushing him higher and higher until he finally fell off and hit his head." And he had to go to a doctor. He lost his mind. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? You're sitting there going, is this about my Uncle Seth? <laughs> <laughs> that is what was going through my mind. Is like, wait. Well, that's the only way I can become the Joker. Charlie? Anarchy. Charlie? Seth? Seth was in a mental hospital once. I think that might be him. <laughs> Oh, I think Seth is killing these people. I think he is. Oh, no. Well, I've never, I could never, unless I was forced by war to defend my friends and family. Well, we don't Otherwise, need to hear about that. No so way. We don't need to hear about I don't that. even know if I could do it then. But. So, basically... She gets all weird about it because she starts pushing him on the swing and she has like a flashback and gets like fucking weird. He's and 
it was just such a weird scene to try to like spell out some exposition and then they just ride off on the motorcycle together he's like i got some (laughs) things i got some things to do it's not like he was even in danger and it did you know i put my mother until he dead damn near i'll tell you what that fucker flipped like a monkey falling out of a tree well, yeah, uh, well, I'm a grown man, and I actually stand up, and I can be out of the swing. But I'm glad that you had a flashback at this moment. It was fucked up, dude. It was crazy swing fucked up shit. I don't like stuff that swings. Well, the, like, right after this is where Lillian starts, like, suspecting Gerald is is the one who's, like, doing the killings or something because she starts looking at the computer and she's seeing that and she's starting to think of him as somebody different or somebody else you know what I mean yeah first sort of building blocks of her mistrusting him at all yeah and she's like saying she's like using the computer to like oh I was like researching other stuff and but she was like trying to like research him and Gerald's like character completely like switches and now he's like this like fucking stoic just like it's interesting that you think that well he was weird in the beginning and he ended up being weird in the end yeah I'm still he was just a weird dude We'll get to the end, but... Whether he was good or bad, he just was a weird dude. So, do you remember the scene where the Richard's wife goes to her, like, financial advisor, and he goes, well, sorry to break it to you, but I told you not to invest in those. You're bankrupt. I do remember that. Thank you. It was like... It was like a 12-year-old wrote that scene. It's like, what do you think? I wrote a bunch of notes down about a bunch of stuff, but everything I wrote notes down about is about maybe six minutes of this movie because the rest of it, I just couldn't even... There's nothing worth writing down. Why don't we go through your notes? You've got to be watching this motherfucker as we're talking. I'm sitting down at my computer desk. I told you I was going to play it while we're... We were talking to you. are like, don't be lame. What? Well, dude, when you when you said that, it, you made it sound like you were gonna like play it and like be listening to it. And I'm like, no, it's gonna be fucking background noise. No, no, it's been. I just have it on the screen. Well, that that's fine. But what? Let's talk about your notes. Is it anything that we haven't touched on? <clears throat> now, it's management. Maybe I should go through them. Yeah, maybe you should. I've been trying to keep up with you. You're a mover <laughs> and a shaker. Shake and bake. Shake and bake, baby. <laughs> what do you got? Um, I mean, sort of like we talked about, the dude with the hog head and how he never, and that never really became anything. Bamboo store, because I still say a store made out of bamboo is going to have a bad problem with mine. And then... <laughs> oh, fucking A. 
Okay, I have written down fucked up story. <laughs> What's that <laughs> mean? <laughs> Just means it's a fucked up story, I guess. And then again, all of a sudden, he's playing shit and girl in the bar sitting there, their leg crossed. And I'm like, I'm like a fucking 46 year old man. I don't need to see a, it looks like a 16 year old kid up there. Fuck that. I want to see something with adults. It disgusted me. And the thing is, I remember back when we had places where you played and went and played pinball, and because I was a jukebox hero. So the one where the note that you have that said "fucked up story" was that referring to like the swing story? That's talking about the whole fucking thing. You're just like, okay, overall thoughts. This is a fucked up story. Well, I'm not even up to that yet. Okay, keep going. Problem is, I made my notes a while back, and I didn't have a pen that worked, and I used a marker <laughs> on that. <laughs> on that, kids. Oh, God said it, it bled together a lot, and I know right here it says "sorry, no kills yet," so that means I'm bored because you know some. I'm, I'm trying to be mean, but somebody should be killed right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are a piece of work. And then the first one happened, I, and I know it is weak, but brutal. Dude, the first, then, the first kill the happened in the first is, 20 seconds. The next one is when they're at the fucking place, and they, you want some drinks? Yeah, beer's all I got out is married douche. I'm going to marry douche. I do have down how I like the simplicity of the mass. I do have down... Now, did you check out the notes played the first time they were doing stuff with the computer with Avenged Sevenfold Nightmare? No, I did not. <laughs> they absolutely, actually, I've even thought further about it because they, there's notes added. It starts exactly away. It's the exact same sound. It's the exact then there's other notes that are put in, but I think it's notes in between the ones where there are pauses on this one. I would like to get back to you on that because if I could bust event sevenfold, I'd be like, "Bitches, pay me a hundred grand." I won't tell anybody, but I'm. It goes, dun, 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 dun. and it keeps that's, doing that's that. It. Well, that's the way the song starts, and it's a big. It's a big drawn out, and then he goes nightmare. Now your nightmares come to life. Well, he doesn't say that. Yeah, yeah, he does. Not in the movie. Well, of course not. That's where they made the song after it. Oh, they sorry. Use them notes. Please, an exact please configuration. For their beginning intro, which is actually probably like like 60, 60 seconds long. I mean Seth, Seth, just Matt, Matt. Give me your overall thoughts on Father Clinton. Father Clinton. Yeah. That fucker creeped me out. You know well, call this the sort of older person in me. I don't I don't like watching where my faith people are always just mucks or just 
And I understand. I don't like it where anybody's faith is treated like that. But just, no, he seemed like a real fucking schmucky person. And that's trying to end up being nice. nothing. <laughs> that's keeping it nice for the kids. You know? What? He ended up just being nothing. <laughs> no, he didn't do anything, but he was still creepy as fuck. They tried to set him up to be something, but he ended up being nothing. Well, that's why I thought there might be a second one, but there isn't. Because it's like, I wonder what between Thank the God. sheriff, between the priest, and, you know, whoever we decide at the end of this thing is sort of supposed to be the killer. Yeah. Laura Richards' wife, who ends up getting drunk with some random older man at the bar where she's like <laughs> where she's like oh my my life is over he's gonna leave me and then that guy is just like uh he's like there's more to life than than money and then he's like you're still a beautiful woman and he like fucking sucks his drink down and it's like let's get out of here and then he's like passing out in the car as they're driving back and he is the ex- he is the reason now, why they, they got an accident. Right away when the... Yeah, because that's the thing I was saying, too, because she was driving. And then it's like when they hit something, and they they were right on the road, if you want. They're not in trees or When they like show it, stop, it's just right on the road. And she hit the steering wheel or something, and he just... Are you okay? Uh, and I'm like, is he dead? Yeah. Uh, you know, because like, she was playing up how hard she was hurt. And I was like, holy shit. Well, did he die in that crash? Or <laughs> you still ended up on the road? I was very confused by this one myself, my friend. I think, like, she slammed on the brakes and that just ended up killing the guy because she didn't like really hit anything. And then she just like got out. He was unresponsive. She checked his pulse. I'm pretty sure she runs the well, tree. It's and... almost like she flipped a bat. I didn't know if they were portraying that he was dead or he was just drunk. No, he was easily dead. He was dead later. Yeah, I suppose. So, cause she eventually goes back and she like checks on him and then it's the killer. And he chases her through the woods. And then for it was weird because that was an off-screen death. And I was like, it's kind of an interesting choice to not show that death. But um, honestly, at this point, I was thinking that it was Richard. Now, I'm telling you what. At this point, as soon as they start, she starts running through the woods, I was like, oh, snap. Bitch, you can't get away. Because there's certain people that can walk after you, and you can run as fast as you want, but they're always right there. It's I don't know, something mystical, something magical. I don't know what it is. Michael Myers has it. Fucking Jason has it. And apparently, this motherfucker has it, too, where they just casually walk. And no matter how far, no matter how fast you run, you turn around, hey, here to kill you. All right. You know? It'd be a lot easier if you just stood still. You know, this, yeah. these woods are treacherous. Now you 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 sprain ankle in this place pretty easily. Yeah. Chatty and 
Let me be done with it. Just put me out of my misery. But you have to run. Well, I have the ability that my magical power is I am never farther than 30 feet behind you. The next morning is is when Richard, uh, Gerald's good buddy, he, like, shows up, and he like he's, like, freaking out, and he's like, Laura, I think she left me last night. She's nowhere. Yeah. To be, she, I can't find her. I can't contact her. And then he's like, uh, she drained our bank accounts, and she's she's finally left me. And like he's all pissed off. And then he's like, let's go, let's go grab some beers. And then Gerald's like, <laughs> yeah, Ger- Gerald's like, dude, I can't. I have a date with with Lillian. And then the, then he yep. like he explodes on him. He's like, all right, whatever, motherfucker. And then he like completely does like a 180 in the same scene is like hey remember wear a condom be safe and he's like joking with yeah i know what the fuck that is fucked up that's 80 shit that's like i mean nowadays you don't see that in movies because you know what people do what they do and you know if you if you're smart or if you want to protect yourself and you don't want to accidentally have a child you do use constant. That's why Freddie was held back. I swear to God, latex is in everyone we do. I know, seriously. Safe sex. That's but, like the creed of the eighties and the early nineties. But Seth, no drugs and safe sex. Did you did you find it to be a little odd that like we literally do not see him for the rest of the film? That is the last time we see Richard. He just. He's like, I gotta go do an extermination out of town. And I was thinking, yes. like, oh, he's the that killer. is one thing I that I thought was weird is somebody that was sort of built up to be potential, at least a supporting character. He gone well, and that's when I thought maybe he was doing it. Yeah, me too. I was thinking like, yeah, he might be because the fact that he got so angry and then like he you know, switched switched so fast. I was like, yeah, there might be something with him. But they do that throughout the movies. They build these characters up that might be never go anywhere. Yeah, and then it just doesn't go anywhere. Like there's no none of them come back together. None of them figure out a. No one Macaulay Culkin's anybody in this fucking (laughs) film. (laughs) Not really. No, it's just just a dude with knacks. Well, but you know, I will say this. When they do show axe chops and stuff, they do look pretty good. For back then. Yeah, they are. I think, like, what their team did as far as, like, you know, the special effects, which was, there was no special effects. They did everything with, with science and, you know, props, and they knew their shit. They knew their craft. And I bet you, if you look at who they are, we should check it out. I bet you they've gone do- gone on to do many other big movies. Because they seem pretty talented when it came to the actual... Man, when they hit that chick in her tit, it looked like... I mean, that's horrible. Her pack, Toro region. I mean, it looked like that thing just buried itself. I mean, that was good. Good effects. Yeah, I definitely thought that like the the violence with the act like looked very real at some points and yes. I I mean a lot of 
the people behind the scenes, like the director and producers and writers and um, just the cast or the crew, I think they were all from Spain or at least most of them. So and I'm, I've been trying to look up information about like other work that like maybe the makeup artists have done and I can't find anything, but really? yeah, huh. I bet, I bet you they have a ton of like, Spanish slasher horror films under their belt, and well, back then they did so well that I wonder if they've had anything to do with some big name stuff because they yeah. definitely had the talent. They definitely had the talent. Hey, hey, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm not going to disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So let's transition to the final stretch here. So like. The next scene is at the church, and it's at nighttime, and it's Lillian's dad ends up calling the church, and he's like, hey, can these certain people give Lillian a ride home? Because I'm not going to be back in time to do it. And the uh, Father Clinton is like, I believe they've left. I'm, I can give her a ride home, ride home. Don't you worry. And this whole time, like, Father Clinton's, like, kind of being built as this mysterious, just kind of creepy dude who... You're not really sure about. Does he have like, you know, fascination? He's always there for like anything bad, ha- you know, because he's here. There being the comfort, yeah, you know, and, and but yet, man, the dude gives off a freaky vibe. Yeah, and that's right then and there. I was like, okay, maybe now it's the the father. Like, is he going? <laughs> or not the father, but like the Holy Spirit. Well, this father. is the '80s. You couldn't make a priest of, you know. <laughs> Well, right, yeah, and then I, I can't remember what happened. If it was like, oh, yeah, the, the freaking, the deputy pulls up and he's like, hey, uh, Father Clinton, we need you to come to a crime scene because uh, we found the two bodies and that was the Laura and the drunk guy. And he's like, and we found, uh, I think they said they found like a church program in one of the victims like pockets or something. And I was like, I was like, so you're going to have the, the priest. Why? I just, I, I just come and just say, yep, that's, that's my program. Yeah. So he, he's like, he agrees. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll go. And then Lillian comes out and then that freaking like carpenter guy ends up taking her home. And they built that carpenter guy up as like, um, the one who had been sleeping with the prostitute, they built him up as a suspect as well. So I'm like, Oh, is he like, kind of like, I, I kind of liked the, like the whodunit aspect of it. And I know that I've been ragging on this film, but at the same time, like, like we said before, it doesn't pay off ever. And like, honestly, of- this thing is almost like chaos. Yeah. That's a good it. way to put it. It's like, because you are, you're you, then you're second guessing yourself because you're like, what the, f- what the hell? I haven't. What happened to this person? Yep. And where'd that person go? And what happened to the story about that? You know, it's like it almost could be genius in a way because you just had no idea the whole way through. It just could have used a better Honestly, way of Seth- telling it. I guess I don't know. I would, uh, I, I don't know if I'd, I shouldn't say I'd love to, but it would be interesting to like read 
the the actual script for this and see what the story looks like on paper compared oh, to I'm how it's executed. Oh, I'm you are? One. I'm writing one right now. It's uh, sort of a hot shots, uh, naked gun sort of spoof. Of this film? Heck yeah. It's the best one to do it to. Because <laughs> the best spoof, if you did it, is they'd be like, okay, that was... I watched the movie, see what he made fun of. And then he'd be like, man, that fucker got me again. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but seriously, that there, there are certain parts in this film where I'm just like, I feel like on paper that probably read really well, but the execution just like wasn't there. Whether it's just like the direction, the production, or just like the the acting chops of some of the cast that they well, have. I'm sure it was... I'm sure it was, you know, well, we get, it was low budget. I mean, it's not like, yeah. I couldn't, I mean, imagine me and you trying to make a movie. We'd have to raise, even back then in 85, 86 or whatever this came out in. It, you'd have to raise yourself like $500,000 back then to yeah. do all this. That's a lot of money. It's mm-hmm. not like you just go to your local pub and talk to the old timers go, making a movie. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna make a lot of money. And they're like, yep, yep here you go. And then you're like the poker king. Or polka, polka king. Yeah, I know that, like, I mean, it's pretty com- a little more common now with, like, people doing, like, Patreon accounts or GoFundMes that have, like, some backing to do stuff like this. But I don't think it would ever get to, like, I would imagine I should try to do some more digging on this, but because I couldn't find anything about budget, but I'm a, I I imagine this kind of for the eighties looks like it would be about a yeah five hundred thousand to million dollar film, which that's sort to, of what I was thinking. Which today with inflation be, and everything, probably be yeah. two two three million dollars, I guess is my today guess. compared to eighty five would probably be a fifty million dollar film. <laughs> no, that. that's and that ain't shit. I don't think million dollars nowadays and that kind of stuff. I mean, they make like granted TV with a lot of or movies with a lot of CGI and stuff like that. I mean, they well, cost like two hundred and fifty million dollars to make. Some of them do, yeah. I, I. I know that, I mean, like, in the 80s, you should, like, the rule of thumb is around... Okay, like, 50 is half. high. I'd say maybe, like, 10 mil. 10 yeah, mil p- potentially, and, I mean, you're probably right, because they probably hire, prob- like, better actors, and that would probably command more money. So, I would say, let's just say 2 to 10 million or something like that, depending on acting and uh, practical and special effects. Or if you just make a shitty movie... And take seven million dollars that's left over and go, see ya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe maybe we should do that. <laughs> maybe we'll get the game plan. Well, we gotta start a script. So the father Clinton shows up to the crime scene and they just like walk they like say like, Oh, do you know who this is? And it ends up being like some church member where it's like, this is a small enough town. Like, you're sheriff. He's so incompetent. 
you're, you, you fucking, you see this guy and you're just like, bring, we need the father. Bring, bring him down here. He'll, he'll know who this guy is. It's like, how do you I know, not know who this guy is? The town is so small and the character, they, I mean, it's not like they're going through a city. It's like, so you're a voted sheriff and you can't figure out who this is? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, why would you waste the father's time? Like, I feel like you could just like be like, oh, there's a church program in his pocket. He's probably a member of the only church in the town. I don't really know. Maybe up to three. Sort of like Velva. I would say this place is way smaller, but I mean, we have, you know, Catholic, Lutheran, and uh, Baptist. Yeah, um, possibly. There might be a Presbyterian even. I don't know. But here, I want to talk about what the priest, or I keep calling the fucking priest, what Father Clinton says. <laughs> uh, the sheriff's like, well, thanks for coming down here and taking the time to identify this man. And he's like, yeah, no problem, sheriff. And then I hope I hope you catch the guy. And he's like still like being weird. And then, um, and then he, the sheriff's like, hey, our uh, deputy will give you a ride back to the church. And then the Father Clinton's like, Oh, no need. I will take a shortcut that's much faster that I only know about. He like, <laughs> says all this stuff out loud. And you're like, what? A shortcut that's faster than the fucking car that got you there? Um, uh, what? Yeah. That's what? what I'm saying. Shit got me confused, dude. Well, it made it out that... I mean, you really think that this might be the guy? Yeah, he's so, he's somehow involved. And then, and then Seth, get this—he never shows up in the film again. That's the last <laughs> we see of him. He might have just fucked off to some other town or whatever. He might be back at the church. I'm telling you, know? you right now, I think their plan was that they were going to have a different shoot of several other serial killers going to different towns after they left this town when things got <laughs> cheeky. I mean, you got like three people just disappearing. Well, pretty soon you got Ted Bundy over here, and they're all I mean, just. Fostered they could have made a town. trilogy out of this, of three different people. No, save my eyes. I think save they my did brain. it. It's called Glass. Oof, I would not be able to do another. I wouldn't be able to do a sequel of this. It'd have to have a bigger budget. Well, but um. So, I totally forgot about this, but, and they don't really make it, like, a big point, but I guess Lillian gave, um, I'm trying to look right here. I'm, like, reading it real quick. I know this damn, it's so hard to remember anybody or anything in this movie. So, Lillian gave somebody a, like, pin from her dad's tavern, I thought she gave it to Gerald, but somehow it was found in the vehicle or at the crime scene. So then the cops and the sheriff was like, all right, let's head over to Lillian's place and let's go, uh, let's go talk to her and her father. And like, meanwhile, like while that's happening, we kind of get to the ending of this film where Lillian's home. So obviously the carpenter guy that brought her home, yeah, he's no longer in the picture. So, but he's also like, I just think he's a non-threat, <laughs> and he ends up not not being. So, 
we start hearing or she starts hearing like weird noises and like she's being stalked and everything. Yep. And we're seeing the killer kind of breaking in and who we think is the killer. And it ends up being Gerald. And I'm like, oh, I totally saw this coming. It's easily Gerald. And then Lillian. It was a creepy fuck. Yeah. Lillian is like freaking out. And then she thinks that Gerald is the cousin who got out of the psych ward, Charlie. But then, like, this is so confusing. Gerald's like, no, Charlie has always been a figment of your imagination. Yeah, and then you are Charlie. Yeah, you're Charlie. And he starts, like, pulling up, like, documents on the computer and being like, you've been picking off staff members from the psych ward that you're in. And he's like, it's always been you, Lillian, and we need to get you the help that you need. And he's like, you were never, you're never treated, uh, uh, appropriately and <laughs> she just starts like getting like crazy and she thinks that she, he's like gaslighting her or something so then <laughs> she starts to like attack him with like it's not the same axe that we've seen throughout the film it's like a smaller version it almost looks like a pickaxe but she starts like swiping at him and tries yeah. to like, kill him with the axe and then they like remember the it's almost like foreshadowing when Gerald and um the like the bar the bar hand were like carrying the computer upstairs and he's like wow these are very steep stairs and they're like uh the bar hand was like yep uh lillian's uh lillian's father uh made sure of that made sure that they were like this or something like that so like it was it was was weird back in the beginning of it yeah back in the beginning when he like dropped off the computer i can't remember what he said but like oh yeah yeah, because they were carrying it up. Yeah, I remember that. Too, and he's now. like, he's like, oh man, these are super steep stairs. And he's like, yeah, that's what. Uh, oh, what I can't even remember the dude's name. Something. It's like the, the dad of Lillian's. It's just Lillian's dad. And he's like, yeah, that's the way he he built the house. So he wanted him like this. And it's like, <laughs> what? Okay, but uh, they end up like falling back on the stairs. And then as it's happening, the police pull up and they're all just kind of like almost like in a firing squad line. As I say, they parked all their cars in def- defensive positions, pulled up guns and yeah. got in position. Well, I'll and tell then, you what, if I was a cop, I'd do the same fucking thing. Yeah, I'd be scared, wouldn't you? Motherfucker, you ain't getting to jump on me. I'm Johnny Long. <laughs> well, and then uh, Lillian comes running out and then Gerald is like trying to be like no stop like stop running like let's let's talk about this and he's like holding the axe in his hand as he's running out which is like a no no like so oh like they're gonna think oh you could see the writing on the wall yeah you knew it was gonna happen and then the fucking sheriff's deputy blasts Gerald in the chest with a with his shotgun and I love that uh I love how the sheriff is like, hey, enough, enough, enough. enough, enough. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, he shot him one time. Like, dude, you're not double capping him. Yeah, and then Gerald lays there dying, and then Lillian comes up to the sheriff and hugs him, like, oh my God, thank you, you saved my life. And then she, like, and he gives and a pretty sh- creepy look and smile. Yeah, the sheriff is like, it's finally over. We got our guy. And he's like, he's like patting himself on the back. And then 
yeah, she like looks at the camera and she like has like a sinister smile on her face, and then it just like 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 pauses, like freeze frame, and then it's like country music outro outro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the end. That's the it end was bad. That, but then I, when you see her smile like that, you're like, so what? I mean, I'm I'm already movies into this. What was Act Two? I want to see it. I want to see it because I wasted this much of my life on this part of it. I want to see part two. No, you don't. Trust me. Hey, <laughs> so I know like the last we covered probably the last like 15 minutes of this film in like two minutes. And it felt like we were on like speed or something. But that's how it kind of feels watching this. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, like no transition. Just crazy. Oh, yeah, it's just slower in hell. And then all of a sudden they do, 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 do. And then. And they have that music too. I, do, oh my do, god! Do, yeah, they do, 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 do. It's like yeah. It's like all of a sudden you're back to fifteen, twenty minutes of just what the fuck is going on? Yep. And then you got yourself thirty seconds of do 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 do. So okay, movie's over, and they're framing it as okay. Lillian is she is the one who has been doing these killings. But or was first she off, driven to the point where she was going to become the next one because of what possibly. the one did to her, and and because we clearly saw a man when he was unmasked when he killed the prostitute Rita, and honestly, like it it really could have been Gerald because like there really wasn't that much clarity. Like he was wearing all of the same, he was like, wearing like the same outfit and everything as as the killer and then he just he's being weird he's like he's like breaking in and stuff like that like i'm still not completely out on the fact that it might be him you know like well thank god we'll never know <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i don't need to lose any sleep on this so i don't you know I guess, dude I don't i've been care. losing sleep on this i've been just like <laughs> honestly i've been sitting there thinking like is there something I missed? Is there some crazy genius thing at work at this that just escapes me and, and Matt and maybe I can watch it again and figure it out? And I'm like, no. No. This yeah. thing's like a fucking black hole. You watch it once, you watch it twice, and all of a sudden you're just going to spiral into oblivion. Right, yeah. Just stay the fuck away. I know. It well, gets it gets a half a star, and that's a, being generous. Oh wow! Out of ten, that, oh, out of ten, I give it a two. Oh, that's pretty generous. Yeah, I would say Edge of the Axe for me. I would probably give it a half. I know that might seem a little high, but I want to uh, give you it. You know, now that you talk about, I was. We brought up the special effects and actually how good they really were. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'd probably raise mine up to a to a three, but that that's my that's my top dollar on this one. Yeah, I just I was gonna mention that is like I like the practical effects. Um, I think if I were to just like not think about the execution of this film and think about like that what was on the screenplay. I think if I would have read that, I'd probably have been like, hey, we got a movie here. <laughs> kind of. 
we have like the beginning of a movie like it should have been like a spec script and somebody else should have like finished it it seems like it's almost like that part of the whole movie should have been condensed in half right and then you started figuring things out later on like those characters that disappear start making appearances in some way and then some yeah. effect to everything and you know you could it, it's just like it was drawn out so long it's a 90 yeah it's a 91 minute movie i did not realize it was that long and at times it does feel that long but the last what 15 20 minutes Dude, of this movie I is will like, tell you boom. the first time i ever watched this movie I paused it at least 20 times. It was like, God dang it. I got to start paying attention. Because <laughs> I'm like, looking at my phone and, oh, what's going down on YouTube? But wait a minute. We're watching a movie. It was that hard. And then that's why I was like, okay, I'm watching it a second time and I'm really paying attention. I'll take notes this time. And even in that, I failed. <laughs> I just so Seth. With all of that said, would you recommend this movie? If you have insomnia, I would. <laughs> <laughs> if it's the last thing on, yeah. Dude, if you have trouble sleeping, turn this movie. It's not going to scare you. I'll just turn this movie on, give it 20 minutes and that's like counting like 10,000 sheep. You're going to be asleep. So no recommendation? I would, not re- I would not recommend that. I would not recommend this to a horror film uh, enthusiast. No. I agree. I I do not recommend this, this movie and the 80s slash 80s slasher head people out there um, I just don't think you're missing much. I think there are far better films that are oh, there, on the same that, budget. In that era? Oh, yes. There are much better. You know, and then probably the same guys working on it. Because, I mean, like I said, they did really good, you know, special effects. But, man, there's, there were better scripts out there. Well, I just think about, like, for me, watching slasher and horror films from the 80s, last you know whatever 13 14 years of my life i feel like i've seen all of the popular and like major ones and now i'm kind of to the point where i'm trying to find those like hidden gems and I, that's what i was thinking about with this was like oh is this something i have never heard and of you're before. giving I me it. a break after the terrorizer what's that and you were giving me a break after the terrorizer terrifier <clears throat> terrifier God, yeah horrible I, I was giving you a break i wanted to give you something that was uh, a little more Softball. digestible yeah a little more digestible for you but yeah i don't i don't recommend this i think there are other ones that you can seek out and um well i didn't even swing on this one just say i it was a softball but i walked the base <laughs> yeah that's uh that's true well that's edge of the axe for you people here if you want more content from the film room you can obviously check out apple Podcasts, spotify google podcasts uh, really anywhere you can you listen to podcasts you can check out our facebook page at the film room uh, we have a twitter page 
We have Instagram. We started a TikTok not too long ago, and we're pretty active on there. Uh, we start, also started our Patreon account at The Film Room Horror, and uh, we have some stuff on there. Like We put some exclusive like bonus episodes out, which is basically like the pre-recording, just chit-chat between Crazy Uncle Seth and I, or Keller and I, just <laughs> kind of shooting the shit and stuff like that. I put some written work out there, um, so we're going to continue to build on that so if you're interested go take a look and see if that's something you would like so i kind of have an exciting announcement as far as the next episode goes so as you know i guess you might not know this if you're not paying attention to the day and calendar but we have a friday the 13th this month january 13th so we will be putting out a friday the 13th episode on you guessed it friday january 13th so it's going to be kind of a treat. You're going to be getting two episodes um, pretty much back to back in in close proximity of each other uh, as far as the week goes. We're kind of building out our content library as far as like what we want to work on for the rest of the year. And we kind of want to pump through some of those because I know that sometimes it's it's a month between an episode or it's, you know, two or three weeks. We want to kind of try to be on a tighter schedule if that's at all possible. So I appreciate uh, the peeps that have stayed stayed along and and have have been patient truly uh truly appreciate that but yeah the the best way to help us out as much as possible is to just leave a rating and a review on apple podcast or spotify and like i said wherever you listen to your to your podcast and that'll really help the the show grow and um bring this uh entertainment to other people's ears so Got anything else you'd like to say, Crazy Uncle Seth? Crazy Uncle Seth, huh? Hey, that's the people. The people love you. They've been asking. They've been asking for Crazy Uncle Seth back. Oh uh, yeah. Well, not more than. I'll tell you what. Are you doing the original Friday the Thirteenth? We're doing the OG. All right, I'm down. Well, we're gonna be doing it on the Google meet so if you're able to uh borrow grandma's laptop that'd be nice no don't say that shit why because it sounds weird i'll I'll, I'll figure something out asshole (laughs) borrow mommy's laptop i i don't have much technology this is new to me you're just a a vagabond you are you just you just live in a shack wherever i may roam all right, man. Well, it was, this was fun. I appreciate it. People are going to love that you're back on the pod and um, excited to do some more with you. So, all right. Me too, but uh, please, please, don't ever send a movie like this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no problem. I don't even know what I'm getting into until I, you know, you know I might honestly, if you send me a movie like this again, I'll turn it on. You can start talking and I'm going to go to sleep and I'll leave the mic on. You can just listen to me snore. <laughs> All right, well... I got sleep apnea so you can count the seconds in between press. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next time. See you later. Peace.